Welcome to episode 99. I already put out episode 100, so going a little out of order as I have done in the past. Apologies if that's messing anybody up. I hope not, but I hope you bear with me trying to get caught up on episodes releasing one a week, getting caught up on the numbers here. So I hope you enjoy at the end of the day, getting some good use out of each of these conversations. I had a great time with this recording a few weeks ago in real life as I'm recording the intro here. I just got back from Miami with my wonderful wife, Uh, saw a bunch of wonderful humans, had a lot of wonderful food. I'm going to keep using wonderful. Um, (laughs) It was a really good time. And uh, that was our baby moon we're expecting in November. I've announced this on a few social media platforms, making sure I get it here on Bo Knows Health and hoping uh, to, you know, keep you guys in the loop on that journey. Uh, But yeah, coming back to this episode, Anze Benko, I met him back in the Middle East when I was in Dubai. He was based out of Kuwait. He's up in the Toronto area now uh, in International Flavor, Canada. And uh, we talk about online training. That's his forte, his specialty. Has a big background with OPEX, if you're familiar. Uh, Very cool organization that I'm a big fan of and I got to work with for a little while as an athlete and a coach. So yeah, at the end of the day, It's a great episode. I hope you guys get a lot out of it. Ironically, this Friday, I'm going live with my other podcast, the Demand Better Podcast. Go check that out, previous episodes. We are talking about the ease of fitness, and we're definitely touching on online training and how guys like Anze are unfortunately the exception where they are high quality. They are giving you good, good content, and not everyone online is doing that. So Uh, The Ease of Fitness, check that out this Friday if you're uh, listening to this this week. We are in the end of July 2022, so depending on when you're listening to it, uh, go back and listen or come in live and jump on with us. Uh, Either way, enjoy this episode, episode 99, Bonos Health, Anze Benko. Intro. There we are, we are live, and we got the Top Gun music i'm going to see it after this uh if you guys haven't seen it we are recording this june 8th 2022 this is episode 99 99 you almost hit 100 um of bono's health formerly bono's stuff and i just wanted to welcome Andre babenko not babenko that's my name his last (laughs) name is benko so he just didn't doesn't have the ba in front of it so we probably have some lineage going back uh, as I was saying, my, my name in Russian has that as well. So, uh, and right before we went live, he doesn't know where that, the pronunciation of Andre comes from, which, which country, which ethnicity, which background you never did a 23 and me or any of that. Oh, uh, no, I haven't. No, no. Yeah. I don't know if I trust any of that anyway. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's joining us from Toronto, Canada. Uh, I had CA, I was about to say California. So I'm still waking up here, clearly. Uh, I believe you're our second or third guest from Toronto. I had a physical therapist who I'd love to get you in touch with. I think he's in the suburbs of Toronto. Um, Alan Ishmoili, he's a physical therapist there. Fantastic physical therapist. Um, so we should connect that. But tell us what's going on in Toronto today. Nothing much. Just living the life. Yeah. Living the life. Yeah, when you work online, like, you know, these look pretty much the same day in, day out, but nothing exciting. Gotcha. And uh, tell us a little bit about your business. What is the name? Uh, you know, what is the the premise? We're going to dive a little deeper into that, but set us up with, uh, yeah, your business. 
Yeah, so obviously I coach online, right? Uh, and it's pretty simple. I help, you know, busy men that, you know, have families, they have careers, stuff like that. Uh, get in shape, right? Lose some fat, build some muscle um, without sacrificing all the time that is needed when you do have a family and when you are trying to have a successful career. That's pretty much it. It's pretty specific. Yeah. And you speak from experience. You have two kiddos of your own. Um, and just to take a few steps back on this, you we met over in Dubai. You were there, um, right, running running a gym? Was that or you were coaching? Yeah, I was I was running a gym in Kuwait and then I was just coaching at another gym in, also in Kuwait. So we met in Dubai probably for like a competition, CrossFit, something like that. Yeah. 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 You were you were visiting and then just that Middle East uh, fitness scene was definitely overlapping. Uh, so yeah, yeah. And then uh, we, we definitely had some similar values and things. And again, you, you were more in the OPEX model, James Fitzgerald, right? Mm -hmm. Um, that's OPT for the old school folks. And if anyone's not familiar, uh, he was oh, the first ever, yeah, he was the first ever, uh, guy to win the CrossFit games technically in 2007, um, where a lot of CrossFit people do not even acknowledge that as a victory, but that was back when, uh, CrossFit.com was a thing and people would just post workouts and they, one, one year they said, Hey, we're going to meet up and crown the fittest man on earth at our you know, farm here in California and Aromas. And, uh, I think like 40 people showed up randomly from the internet yeah. and, uh, James Fitzgerald was the one that won. But yeah, if you guys aren't familiar, it's a very, uh, interesting concept. He's definitely tried to push a lot of, uh, fitness problems. Uh, there's a lot that's wrong with the fitness industry. And that's what I want to talk about a little today, having Anjay on, um, and just I'll give a little more of your, your story and you can uh, give a little more context if you want. But uh, uh, we were talking about the fact that you had a gym right mm -hmm. as COVID was starting. And so you had to kind of shut down and switch 100 percent online, which a lot of folks did. And I'd love to hear about your transition to that online space. Yeah. So I always wanted to have my own gym, right? Like, you know, because obviously there is some satisfaction, like seeing people in person and just having that relationship. But I probably chose the absolute wrong <laughs> time ever to open a gym. Um, so I, I think I opened it like September 2019. And we all know, you know, March 2020, everything kind of went, you know, downhill from there. Uh, so I was open for about, you know, six months. And then, you know, it came to point that either I go to the bank and be like, hey, I need this crazy amount of money to survive <laughs> for the next God knows how many months. Or I just cut my losses early and just get out of it. Because I figured, you know, this this doesn't look something that's going to be around for like, you know, two months, right? It's probably going to drag out for a while. You know, I, had, I just had a kid at that point. So it was not something that, you know, I wanted to to drag my family through, right? Having debts and all that stuff as a young family. It's, oh, it's, it's just not a great position to be in. So, yeah, I transitioned everything online. I did I did work online before. So, you know, probably since like. 214 i want to say i was doing i'm doing some sort of like online work um but i really doubled down like when i needed to close the the brick and mortar stuff so yeah long time long time to open gym <laughs> gotcha and i mean uh we, we mentioned you know you have the two kids and you're you're mm -hmm. a busy male yourself and you you kind of said your your niche is working for busy not that specifically but busy men right yep. uh what is that just a kind of a natural evolution of who you are, what you do, what you know best that yeah. allowed you to kind of go right there? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, ex- exactly. Right. Like at the end of it, like I feel that, you know, you can only teach or coach or whatever you want to call it stuff that you know or you're done. Right. So, you know, you got to have experience doing that. So, you know, back in the days as someone that, you know, was trying to be competitive in CrossFit, so training, you know, hours on end, like multiple days, multiple times a day, whatever. Right. To going to run a business, have two kids, have no time for yourself. Yeah and like still stay fit and you know look good and all that good stuff like you definitely gotta adapt right so Mm -hmm. you know just going through that journey and figuring out like hey you don't really need to live in a gym to look good and feel good you can you know do three to four sessions for about an hour and you should be fine right uh so it was definitely a journey and i feel that you know just through my experience i can definitely help a lot of people yeah and just a shout out to dave kittle there watching hey 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 dave I uh, wanted to give him a little quick shout out on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, so going back to that, uh, the work you do online, how much of it is is pure fitness versus lifestyle nutrition? Because um, those are kind of the three, I guess, big aspects that that you threw out that you're, you know, that you work around. And so, I mean, yeah. and, and, and again, to throw a little more color to this whole thing, uh, you and I kind of do the same thing at this point. So, you know, I'm not against having my competitors, which is kind of what we are, even though it's a global competitor. Uh, but, but we kind of do some of the same stuff. And so yeah. I, I definitely want to, you know, bounce some ideas back and forth. So yeah, how much of your business, um, <clears throat> and again, knowing the OPEX model, I imagine it's a pretty good amount, the lifestyle and nutrition, um, as well. So I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. Like, <laughs> Like we might be competitors, but like there's there's plenty of fish in the pond, right? Like yes, yes, <laughs> um, yeah. So like in terms of lifestyle, nutrition, and, and exercise, right? There's definitely going to be an overlap, right? Because you know if you're busy, if you have like you know, for example, two kids, and you know obviously you work, you know, either nine to five or even longer, you do have limited amount of time, right? So how you manage your lifestyle is probably going to be number one thing, because if you manage that well then you will be able to have adherence to whatever program we decide with nutrition and exercise, right? So definitely plays a big role. A lot of times just comes down to like stress management and time management. Some people are really, really bad at managing their time, right? So when you when you give them some tools to be better at that, it's like, oh, actually I do have, you know, an hour three times a week to to go to the gym and exercise. I do have, you know, an hour on the weekend to, you know, throw some chicken in the oven and, and grab mm-hmm. some food, right? Yeah. Um, it's not this, this big thing that a lot of people think It's like, Oh, this is going to take me like, you know, three hours in the gym. And like, it's going to take me like five hours to co- cook all this food. It's actually, it gets pretty efficient once you know what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely, there's definitely overlap with, you know, all three aspects of it. Um, yeah, like. Cool. And, uh, I forgot to shout out my demand better podcast. And uh, we are doing, uh, this reminded me of it because we're talking about stress this Friday, uh, 3 p.m. Eastern time on our channel there, uh, Demand Better Podcast with my buddy David Corona. So we're talking about stress, how to manage stress. And that kind of sounds like it ties into to everything you're doing there. Um, so yeah, I'd be curious. Um, and it sounds like, again, we, we do have that similar concept around minimal effective dose, right? Mm-hmm. What can we get you, especially if you have limited time? What, what's the, if you have 30 minutes a day, if you have 20 minutes a day, is there yeah. something we can be doing there? I find for a lot of folks, um, it is a little bit of, I, I have to kind of negotiate and say, if you have nine minutes a day, and that's all I want from you, nine minutes to do this mm-hmm. mobility work uh, that, that I consider, you know, nutrition for your joints 
and things that are going to start, you know, improving how you feel until you can get more time or commit to doing uh, bigger, better things. So, uh, you know, sometimes that's all it is, is nine minutes a day from, from some of the stuff I do, one of the offerings I give. But I'd, I'd be curious to hear what are some of your pain points with folks that, uh, you know, you that want to start with you, but aren't really sure necessarily uh, where to go. And and uh, I'd love to hear kind of pain points and maybe the population you're, you're aiming at other than just busy men, because uh, that's still a pretty ambiguous or big uh, bucket. Yeah, so most times the pain points is going to be, you know, it's going to be some sort of time management, right? Like a lot of people think like, oh, this is going to take a lot of like time and effort, right? Uh, or like, you know, I don't know how to, you know, track my food or I don't know how to, you know, exercise. And it's like, it's really not that complicated. Like when, when it comes down to basics, you know, people think they need this fancy, you know, I don't know, mesocycle training split like god knows what but in reality it's like you just got to do something right because for the last five years you've done nothing so right. anything that you do above zero it's going to be an improvement right um so mo most times the barrier will be either like i don't have time i don't know how to do xyz right so it just comes down to me to explain to them like hey actually you know if we use some of the time management strategies if you actually step back and look at your day what you're doing you're going to see that you do have three hours in a week, right? Um, and, you know, you don't know how to do certain things. It's really not that complicated as you as it might seem, right? Uh, especially if you're, you know, looking at Instagram and like all these people just looking really jacked. And it's like all these complicated <laughs> things and complicated diets. It's it's really not that complicated. It's, it's really, really simple, but simple doesn't sell, right? Like, right. And uh, yeah, th those would be like the two biggest kind of pain points that people have coming through. Um, but once you explain it, once you kind of show them that like this can be done with like not a lot of effort and just some good organization, like then it's like, it's an easy sell, right? Yeah. Yeah. And that reminded me of the, again, James Fitzgerald, OPEX, uh, he always jokes about like now sponsored by broccoli. Um, and like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. And, and just, we forget to like include really basic stuff like that. Um, it, it's a funny, funny kind of thing there. Um, yeah, most times, most times my job is like preventing people like doing stupid things, right? Like, or constantly jumping around, trying to switch things around or, you know, chasing the latest hype. Like most times my job is like, uh, no, we talked about that. Let's mm -hmm. go back down to basics and continue <laughs> to do those things. Right. Like, you know, you've been doing this thing for four weeks, like four weeks is a really short time to, mm -hmm. to see any meaningful progress. Right. But let's readdress this and like, you know. 16 weeks or 18 weeks or whatever right and you know if you feel that you haven't gotten any results by that point it's like we can we can definitely do whatever latest and greatest trick you think you should be doing right but usually <laughs> yeah. when they get to that point it's like oh that actually worked it's like yeah you just gotta do it right right yeah yeah that's great um and just curious do you have do you have clients kind of all over the world at this point uh yeah. you know kind of you want to yeah, shout out some, I'm, some of the cities that you, you have? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty fortunate. Like, I do have clients all over the world. I have, obviously, clients here in Canada. I have some clients in Europe. I have some clients in the Middle East. Uh, I think I have some clients in the U.S. also. So it's it's I have clients in Australia. Uh, so it's, it's pretty good. Like, I feel really fortunate that I'm able to do uh, work with, like, different, you know, regions of the world. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, pretty powerful stuff. And I guess spe spending time, how long did you end up staying in the Middle East? I was there for about three years. Yeah. 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 
yeah, yeah three years. you know again having i was two and a half years myself so yeah mm -hmm. just, but just that kind of uh time in a in a very different culture environment yeah. uh certainly i think gives us i imagine better understanding of, of mm -hmm. what some different folks are dealing with and um, what they have access to and things like that yeah. so yeah being able to to speak on coaching lifestyles and, and, and things like that is, uh, is a powerful, powerful thing there. And yeah, at the end of the day, uh, it's a fun thing there too, because, uh, the physiology doesn't change and the, the, the things that we need to put into our bodies and, and, yeah. you know, get out of our bodies doesn't change a lot, uh, no matter who you are, or where you're coming from, very rarely does it change. So it's fun to, to kind of see that, uh, over many different cultures and, and, uh, mm -hmm. and types of people. Yeah. Um, well, the basics are the basics for a reason, right? Like, yeah. no, they're not going to change, right? There might be like minutia that changes here and there. And like, it could be, you know, culture dependent, religion dependent, whatever. Right. But the basics is still the basics. It's just like, how do we get there? Right? Like, what kind of path do we take there? But like, you know, calories in, calories out, that's going to apply to mm -hmm. anyone, you know, eating whole foods. That's probably beneficial to most people, mm -hmm. right? Like, <laughs> you know stress yourself up to the mass that's going to apply to a lot of people right it's just how we get there that is different from you know people to people or culture to culture right right exactly um and then again we we've had some similar paths between the crossfits the the opexes mm -hmm. and i'd just be curious i've asked a, a number of uh folks on this podcast uh how and and i with, with our kind of similarities here as well i'd be curious uh how do you define fitness and then how do you incorporate that concept? And is that what kind of people are looking for even um, in, in that regard? Is, do, you, do you have a different take on it than I think, uh, you know, the, the, the CrossFit definition mm -hmm. and, and maybe the OPEX definition? I'd be curious if you have some, some, uh, some different perspectives that you've developed having worked with a bunch of people online so far. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say like I have like, you know, a working definition of fitness or whatever. But I guess if I would need to come up with something, I would say, you know, fitness like as long as it allows you to do things that you want to do you know and it's going to keep you healthy and safe and injury free for a long period of time and you'll be able to do things that you want to do that's you know that's fitness in my eyes right how do you get there like you know it does it doesn't really matter because use whatever tool you want to use it if it gets you to whatever the person thinks it's fitness for them that's that's good for me right like i don't try to you know put people in specific holes or whatever like oh this is the way or that is the way at the end of it like whatever you like you know if you like it you're gonna do it if you do it you're gonna have some sort of results so that's all that matters at the end of the day right um and that might be crossfit powerlifting bodybuilding you know zumba yoga whatever right if you like doing it like it's better than doing nothing yeah 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 i mean for me it's interesting i've, I've had a few similar answers on the podcast here kind of how useful of a member of society are you? How adaptable are you to new mm -hmm. things? Uh, but yeah, my, my working definition comes, comes back to kind of, um, ha yeah, again, we all have the same physiology, so it is valuable. Are, are, have you moved away from, you know, like how far can you go in 12 minutes? Um, you know, how many burpees can you do in seven minutes? That kind of like your work capacity definition is that something you still factor in or are you just more interested in like you said kind of what what they're interested in and as long as they're doing something that's better than uh yeah. you know that'll ultimately improve the seven minutes of burpees or whatever yeah so like i like i don't really work with like you know 
prefer, like I do still have some clients that are more a little bit performance based, but like most times it's for me, like I, I work with average Joe's, right. And they, they just, there's two things they worry about. It's like how they look and how they feel. Right. So whatever gets them to look better and to feel better, that's fine with me. Right. Obviously I'm biased and you know, I think like you should be lifting weights. You should be getting stronger over time. You should have more muscle mass as you, um, get into an older age because you're going to age better and all that stuff, right? So I'm definitely biased on that. And you should have some sort of, you know, cardio health and stuff like that so you don't have a heart attack when you go up the stairs and when you're 50. Um, but, like, how we get there, you know, like, they should they should lead the way to a certain degree uh, because if it's, like, you know, 100% my way, it's very unlikely that they were going to do it, right? But if it's, like, you know, a 50-50 or whatever percentage we want to call it, you know, if they are leading the way, uh, if they are setting the goals and we're just kind of like the GPS that takes them there, um, you know, I think that is going to be way better success than like, you know, it's this way or no way. Right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, and then going back to the fact you have two young kiddos, right? One, uh, mm -hmm. what were they ages again? Uh, one's going to be three and one's like seven months or eight months. Yeah. So what have you found, uh, you know, to be your biggest changes in, in fatherhood as, as a fitness routine uh, that's worked for you? If you have any any tips for other uh, new dads? Yeah, it's never going to be perfect. Right. Like when you have kids, the life is not yours anymore. Right? <laughs> so so it's like, you know, you might have this like, oh, I have like a four day uh, four uh, four a day. Uh, oh, sorry, four a week split. And it's like this many reps and this many sets. Right. But reality is things are going to go wrong, right? Like the kid's going to get sick. They're going to get called in daycare, whatever, right? Like, so just be adaptable and just, you know, doing something is better than nothing, right? Mm -hmm. It's fine if you have, you know, an hour block for training and something happens and you can only do like, you know, 15 minutes of work. Like you can still get a good result out of that. At least at the absolute worst, you're reinforcing the habit of you doing that thing, right? right? Which is the biggest, right? Because like, we all know how easy it is to, to slip, right? You slip once, it's like, okay, you come back. But you slip twice, then it's like, ah, oh, it's very easy to make an excuse for the third time. And then after three, it's like, you know, it takes way, way more energy for you to come back after that than it does to, you have 15 minutes to go downstairs, you're going to load up something heavy on the, on the bar, you're going to do some, you know, three by three bench or something, and you're going to be done with it, right? The absolute worst, you might not build muscles or you might not gotten better. But at least you reinforce the habit of you going down, you doing the thing, so you're not breaking the chain, right? Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. I would say the number one thing with having kids and like or just very busy life is being okay with adapting on fly and just having tools and like plan. You know, plan A is great, right? But plan A never happens. So it's <laughs> good to have plan B, plan C, plan D. And once you have those, it's very easy to just be like, okay, that's not happening. Plan B is not happening. Plan C, yeah, I can do that, right? We're gonna use plan C. Yeah, and I'd be very curious within that, uh, again, specifically around busy humans, um, mm -hmm. busy men, the concept of, and this is a fun conversation, I think, in the fitness health space of, is it better to do 10 minutes of something strenuous if mm -hmm. your stress levels are already pretty jacked up and maybe you should be doing 10 minutes of breathing or meditation? Yep. So I'm just wondering, uh, you know, are you checking in with folks on that? Are you using bio trackers like a whoop? Um, and, and things like that, or, or just curious where that part of the, cause again, lifestyle, uh, is a huge part of it, but just stress in general. And again, kind of ties into our conversation we're having Friday with my other podcast. So I'd yeah. love to 
dive into that a little? Yeah, so I think stress is um, it's um, it's a tricky thing, right? Because like obviously, you know, not all stress is bad, right? Like obviously, when you're exercising, you know, you're putting the body under stress, the body adapts, you get stronger, faster, fitter, whatever, right? So I think a lot of times is it's talking to people about how they're perceiving that stress, right? Um, and that can be, you know, some people just everything that happens, no matter how big or how small it is, is just like it's this huge thing, right? So it's just a really, really big response to that, like a big stress response to that. Um, but just kind of like talking to people like, hey, maybe it's not really that big of a thing or like, you know, you can't control what happens on the road or whatever, right? Like, so why, why really stress about it? Um, and then some different people, they like, they deal with stress differently, right? So for some people, meditation is great. Breathing is great. Um, I know for myself, it's like, I would just get, I, I go nuts. It's like <laughs> when I'm stressed <laughs> out and like somebody telling me like, just sit down and just breathe a little bit. I'm like, no way. It's just going to make it so much worse. Right. Yeah. So like for me, it is like, if I would have like a super long day, obviously that's like, you know, for myself uh, and it's not uh, the same for everybody else, but of how long day, whatever, you know, it's like 8 PM and, you know, went from like 5 AM because the kids went up at 5 AM for some reason. And you go to like 8 PM and it's just constant something. I don't mind going for an hour down in my garage and just lifting some weight, right? It might mm -hmm. not be the absolute best, right? But I might reduce reps, reduce loads, like do a little bit more pump work, like just something that makes me feel good and nothing mm -hmm. feels as good as a good pump session. So, yeah, <laughs> right. So different sure. people, they will, they will deal with stress differently. And mm -hmm. that's something that, you know, I have a conversation with my clients. It's like, Hey, you know, how do you deal with stress? Like, let's say a kid got sick, you know, got fired from work whatever like why would you do it right and people go like oh i would just go around like 5k i'm like cool so you probably are a <laughs> bad person to suggest to go sit down and, and breathe and meditate right mm. so we're gonna find different ways for you to to manage your stress right uh ways that are not gonna ruin your legs for the next you know week <laughs> because you haven't run anything for yeah for god knows how long and then you decided like oh i'm just gonna vent out i'm gonna do a 5k run right um but yeah different people they react differently they deal with it differently so I never try to like just broad generalization, like, oh, everybody should just sit down and meditate. It's like, <laughs> it just doesn't work for some people. For sure. Uh, along that line, we have a question from a viewer. I, the camera's always backwards. Uh, we have a question from a viewer I do want to jump to. That's Scott Diggs sure. on LinkedIn. But I wanted to finish up um, two questions from him. Thank you, Scott. Um, but I wanted to finish up that thought of, do you have a system within your business as mm -hmm. a coach of categorizing Again, these are type A people. These are people who, again, like I, I certainly use exercise as a stress reliever, but mm -hmm. that's where I'm, I know, you know, I know the stimulus, I know the intention. And uh, I think that comes with training age. I've been training pretty much my whole life. So, mm -hmm. I, and, and again, I have a doctorate in physical therapy, all these other things. So like, and I, I always say I spent over half a million dollars on uh, education <laughs> around this thing. So, um, you know, God knows, uh, I, I'm probably a person that fits into one of those categories, but yeah, do you have categories? Do you have a system or is it just kind of, you know, by feel? No, honestly, it's, it's experience. It's by feel and it's by talking to people, right? Like if we, if we talk, right, like obviously not everything is going to be revealed in the first conversation, right? Like, and there, this is where the relationship with the clients come, becomes very important because the longer we work together, the deeper that relationships become. And like the more I know, you know, the better decisions I can make. Um, but yeah, like I don't have, you know, 
a whoop or you know or a ring or any of those things right like i just i prefer to just talk to people and it's like hey let me know when something happens right and we can adjust from there on the fly right like Mm-hmm. I don't work with like hundreds of people. Like I <laughs> work with limited amount of people because yeah. this is how I like it and allows me to really be there for my clients. Right. So right. when something happens, it's like, Oh, like the client had a, had a kid. It's like, okay, you're probably not going to work <laughs> out the first week. Right. Like just yeah. forget it. Even though he, they think, Oh yeah, of course I will. It's like, no, you won't trust me. He won't. Let's take yeah. a week off you know, and then let's chat. You no, know, at the end of the week, just for like five minutes, like, how are you doing? How's the kid? Yeah, you're right. Like, uh, there's no way I would work out. I'm like, I know. It's like, <laughs> hey, cool. Let, for the next week, let's try to do, you know, this one thing, right? Uh, so it's always going to be client dependent. They're always going to drive the, the um, where they want to go and, you know, how they deal with things, right? Um, it's always going to be adapting. It's always going to be changing, right? But I don't have mm-hmm. a set rigid system okay. where I just kind of categorize people. Gotcha. So let's jump to the question from Scott uh, link, on LinkedIn. Uh, what about the stress coming back from an injury? Do you have some thoughts on that? That is definitely not my area of expertise. I think <laughs> that would be more of yours this way, yours. Um, yep. but like stress is a stress, right? Like if it's obviously, you know, like, like physical stress, like, again, that's not my expertise. So, uh, like I'm gonna, you know, you take that one. Uh, <laughs> but if it's like stress of like just going back to the gym and like, just well, that's, that's actually it. his second question uh, oh, was okay. how do you get back in a good regimen of working out? Yeah. Yeah. Like I would say like first get it sorted with somebody that is an expert in that. Right. And then just follow their recommendations. Once they give you a clear bill of health or like, Hey, you can do this, this, and this, this things. Obviously you do want to go back to the gym because you know, hopefully that's going to prevent the gym is going to prevent this happening again. Um, just take it easy. Like don't, don't think like, Oh, I'm just going to come back. I'm going to do the same loads or same weights or whatever. Just chill, you know, slowly progress it back um, to the levels that you were before. It might take a short period of time. It might take a long period of time, but just don't be in a rush. Like most times that injuries happen again is like people get injured. They go rehab everything. They come back. They're like, oh, I actually feel really, really good. I'm just going to load it up. Boom. Injury happens right there again. And the whole circle repeats, right? It's, it's like, just take your time. Don't rush it. Like we're not, nobody's, nobody's getting money here for, for, you know, going to the gym and like nobody's winning points. You're doing it for yourself. You're doing it for health and longevity, hopefully. So, you know, don't rush. That's my kind of, but yeah. I, I'm sure you have more, more specific. Uh, <laughs> well, on the injury thing. Yeah. The injury thing uh, I'll just add in Scott uh, is uh, respect the healing time is a big mm-hmm. part of it uh, that I find, I think to, to Andre's point, uh, most people do not do. Uh, and again, it's, it's understanding that the body will have, uh, there's, there's the, the fastest possible, like you're the young, you know, if you're super young, your genetics are great. Uh, you have all your nutrition, lifestyle, you're sleeping 12 yep. hours a night. Uh, you know, you, you have a hyperbaric oxygen chamber, <laughs> all these things that you know professional athletes are doing and we can look at that as as you know uh probably the highest level of performance and whether olympians or professional athletes um so we can look at what they're doing and how long it takes them to recover an injury i'll give it a quick an example and i I posted some videos about this when i did uh so my first season skiing here in colorado uh my first in my life and i had a nice little mcl inside of my knee injury um, and you know, I needed someone to talk me down and be like, Hey, it's going to take this long based on 
the likelihood of the tear. I didn't necessarily do an MRI, but there was some damage done and it might take six weeks for that to be 95% healed. So probably for six weeks, you have to respect that and not do anything. So then the stress part of that uh, can be, if that's something I usually do for dealing with stress, uh, I need to find other ways. So maybe that's when I can utilize breathing or find other forms of fitness that I need to do that's safe within that injury. So it depends on your injury is a big part of it. And then, yeah, coming back to listening to your body, but also working with somebody who understands the injury mm-hmm. mechanism, uh, the physiology of the, the healing time. And to, uh, you know, the other underlying part of this whole conversation of the lifestyle, are you getting enough sleep? Are you eating the right things? Um, cause if you're not putting that into your body, you know, we can simply just increasing your protein, uh, might be something that speeds up your healing and allows you to get there. So th- that's where, uh, you know, injuries are definitely a thing where, folks, uh, you know, I really appreciate your response to that, where a lot of people would, would just say, yeah, like I know what I'm doing. Uh, and I'll just give kind of blatant advice without having advanced degrees in it. Um, so I really appreciate that perspective of, of saying like, yeah, you got to check in with someone who knows and specializes in injuries, uh, which is kind of, yeah, where, where I can come in for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and it's also right. depends on the injury. Like, you know, if you have, you know, something with your knee, like, you know, you still can do a bunch of stuff in the gym, right? You can do pull-ups, you can do bench, you can do rows, you can, like, you can do stuff, right? Just because you have that one injury, again, depends on what it is. It doesn't mean that, like, you know, you lay in bed for, like, six weeks straight, right? Like, yeah. And just and just add, add to that real quick is a lot of injuries, uh, when you understand exactly what it is, including the, the one I had in my knee, the skiing, um, moving is actually the best thing for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the old school... Uh, well, you're, you're, you're welcome, Scott. I hope that helped. If you have, if we didn't catch anything, let us know. He said, thank you, gentlemen. Um, but what I was going to say is, yeah, the traditional um, way folks talk about injuries is rice, right? Rest, co- ice, compression, elevation. So if you have some kind of injury, you need to rest it, uh, put some ice to calm down the, the, yeah. the inflammatory process, compression and elevation. Um, and I think the modern approach uh, is getting rid of the R and the I and switching that to M, which is motion or movement. So movement, compression, and elevation. Compression and elevation can still help um, if you have swelling especially, uh, but the movement piece is going to get that blood flow, and, and I think you were alluding to some of those points, but yeah. yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal. Uh, yeah, how you feeling? Any other <laughs> closing thoughts? I think we covered a lot of good stuff. I don't yeah, want to uh, take up too much of your time. No, it's good. I think I think it was great. I think it was great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Anywhere folks can go to find you uh, that you want to shout out? Oh, just on my Instagram. That's usually where people will find me. It's just uh, my first name, my last name, Andrzej Benko. And uh, you, you should you should be able to find me there. Let's put that in the, the thing here. Just have it up there. Uh, is that And that's the best way to reach you, you're saying? Yeah, best re- way to reach me, just you know, shoot me a DM or whatever. Like I'm super happy to reply have a conversation, whatever. Yeah. Appreciate that. Uh, 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 transparency and availability. I think that's something that's missing for a lot of folks, um, is having a human to talk to and not just getting kind of a protocol, especially in this fitness model approach. Uh, yeah. let, let's finish off with a, a controversial question. Uh, yeah. What is your biggest thing you would change about the fitness industry right now? If you could, <laughs> Ooh, the biggest thing I would change in the fitness industry. God. Oh, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. 
Um, there's a lot, man. Uh, I don't know. There should be like repercussions for like giving out dumb advice or like that's that's kind of what what mine would be for sure. Some version of that, a little bit more oversight. I don't know. Um, and thanks, Scott keeps uh, showering us with with some good praise. Appreciate it, Scott. Um, but yeah, I would I would 100% agree with you. Is is having a little bit? Yeah. There's just a lot of nonsense out there. I mean, it's in it's in supplements too. You know, GNC, uh, one of the most popular supplement companies in the world, sells a lot of stuff that is is kind of nonsensical. Uh, and that's actually what really inspired this other podcast I have, the Demand Better Podcast, with a personal trainer buddy of mine that uh you know we, we kind of got tired of seeing so much bs out there and uh there's not enough people calling out nonsense and so what i don't know what repercussions there could be but yeah licensing and and more uh more transparency and just being able to say like the thing you're saying is wrong um and obviously there's nuance and there's debate that's worth having but i do agree with you that i think it's like it's probably like education right and not just you know education as us professional but it's also like education on a part of consumers right because the more you know the better decisions you can make right Right. if if you've never you know researched or learned anything about nutrition or exercise and you go on instagram or websites or whatever like you know you're gonna get bombarded with so much stuff right Mm -hmm. and it's very easy having no knowledge about it to just go with the first thing, right? Or like, oh, this kind of, oh, it's six weeks and I'm going to get all this gains or whatever. It's like, that sounds cool. Um, you know, but like how to do that, that's, <laughs> uh, I don't think we're, <laughs> we're going to change that, right? The only thing we can yeah. do is like provide good information and hope people find people find that, um, be approachable, you know, have people reach out to you and have good conversations and steer them in the right direction. Stick it, stick to your um, stick to your lane, right? Um, don't go outside of that and become a doctor overnight. Um, but yeah, like it's a it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Yeah, and that's the other part too, for sure, is uh, getting people to kind of that that. I've, and I've had a few folks say that on here as well. That when I throw that question out, is and we'll get the the top gun thing to to throw us out. Um, so yeah, the 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 big thing of staying in your lane, like you said, you know, I see a lot of personal trainers trying to handle injuries and rehab. Uh, I see a lot of chiropractors trying to do that. And, and it's like, we all have, should have spots on our lands and think that we're, we're talking about. Um, Scott threw one more question at us before we go. I think this is a little bit more for me, speaking of all that. 45 years old with a traumatic brain injury, received a head injury and wants to get back in the gym. Um, I mean, my really simple advice quickly, and, and I'm, I have a feeling you'll agree with me, is uh, find someone who can progress you uh safely in person might be ideal for something a little bit more complex but i think if you have some you know folks like us we're both pretty competent i think at uh hopefully dealing with uh limitations and uh and things like that so i don't know if you have any other thoughts on it but i would definitely say find a safe way to progress back into the gym based on whatever specific diagnoses and limitations you have yeah i I would agree right like based on where you are currently in, in the recovery process or what's the limitations it might be best to be in person with someone um but you know online is, is online depends on like if you have experience training then you might be okay just going online with someone and just slowly progress the uh, the, the the recovery but if you don't have a lot of experience i would say like go in person find a good trainer spend some money spend some time um 
it's better to do that than just you know get some hack online <laughs> Yeah, like and if you want to message me separately, Scott, if you're on my LinkedIn there, feel free to shoot me a message. We can talk a little offline, um, depending on where you are. Uh, and and uh, again, uh, to uh, and things like that. Your training age would definitely be a major factor of, of how comfortable you feel in the gym and things like that. And uh, whether we start you with body weight, whether we you know start you with more conventional machines like Smith machines mm -hmm. and and that kind of thing. Uh, there's definitely a lot of options to go there. So thanks for the question, Scott. Again, shoot me a message in the comments. We can certainly talk offline. Any other last closing thoughts? We know where to find you on Instagram and nothing else. That's it. All right. We'll, we'll sign off. <laughs> if you guys got something out of this, really appreciate you sharing it with someone might benefit from it, leaving a comment, rating, review on whatever podcast platform you're uh, checking this out on. We're on Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube right now. Uh, so wherever you are, leave a subscribe, leave all, all of it, leave all of it, help us grow, all reach more people, get 1% better and uh, see you in Toronto. Bye-bye.